0: Hey, thanks for tuning in to this year's top 10 most downloaded episodes. We're kicking off the holidays with Pratiti Pathak. We'll be sharing her episode along with nine others over the holiday season, uh, re-aired as they were during the year. We're talking about how do you stand out with your customers? Stay tuned and enjoy this episode and safe travels. Today's episode is with Pratiti Pathak, who she's a realtor with Keller Williams. She's also a business coach and the creator of the Results by Design five-step coaching program that frankly can totally transform your business and your life. I really love this episode. You've heard me talk again and again about how the main value in your business is learning how to build your 1,000 raving fans. One of the things I loved about Pratiti is how she so gets this concept. It's what's caused her to flourish in her realty business, and it's why she's such an incredible business coach. She gets it when it comes to building your raving fans, and she actually knows the tangible steps you need to take to get your customers to buy from you again and again and again. Check out this episode I guarantee you it will actually transform your perspective on your business stay tuned here comes your good advice Thanks for checking out another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. We got another phenomenal guest from our PodMax event. It's the number one networking event that you have to check out. Uh, go, go, go to podmax.co to find out more. But today's episode, I'm bringing you someone who's going to teach you how to grow your raving fans. If you've listened to this episode or listened to this podcast, excuse me, at any length of time, you know that what's most important for your business is not that one-time sale. It's not just that one-time connection. It's building customers for life. And as you know, the best people who understand this concept, they're not just trying to sell to people, they are building real human connection. Today's guest so understands that, so lives that out. I have Pratiti Pathak who's joining me today. She's with Keller Williams. She's also a business coach. She's also someone who understands entrepreneurship. She's grown businesses. She's run businesses before. She gets it when it comes to actually growing the sales portion of your business. And she's here today to teach you how you can grow the sales portion, but more importantly, how you can build that tribe of people who love to work with you and want to know what's going on. Pratiti, Woo. Man, I am so excited to sit down with you today.
1: Oh, it's absolutely an honor. Thank you so much, Blake, for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation with you.
0: Well, I, I always got to ask. It's like the most cliche question, but I because this podcast has guests from all over. I just I got to know where where are you at? I mean, where are you, where are you calling in from? Um, where are you right now?
1: I'm out in Pennsylvania. I'm in Chester County. uh, I guess maybe about a half an hour to an hour, depending on where you are outside of Philadelphia.
0: And is it nice and freezing there or what?
1: Well, it's a it's a rainy day. We're okay. not going to call it gloomy. We're not going to say any of that. We're just going to say the weather is rain today.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, uh, Pratiti, what was really fun, I, I always know it's going to be a great episode win. Um, so I, I love to give listeners a very authentic experience. And so I actually, I tried to hit record as quickly as possible because I want, I, I want people to know um, what the real conversation sounds like. And it's not rehearsed. We didn't practice it. We didn't get together. We're like, we're going to go through this. Like we just start talking. But I always know it's a great episode when like literally as soon as the person's on the call, it's like, okay, there's something, there's, there's a real human on the, other, on the other line, so to speak. Um, and you have this energy of um, authenticity. You have this energy of relatability. I, I want to know more about you and your approach to business and specifically about that in particular, this, this sort of sense of, um, I love to connect with people because you kind of exude that right off the bat. Um, tell me more about that.
1: Well, thank you for noticing that right away. But I have been an entrepreneur for um, over 20 years. I used to own a construction company and a painting business. Today, I'm a real estate agent and working towards becoming a certified life and business coach. I just recently created a coaching program for solo entrepreneurs and, of course, my fellow agents. But really, what I love doing is connecting with people on a very deep and personal level by sharing different experiences that I've gone through in life. And I've gone through so many different things just just inherently by being Indian, growing up in two different cultures and trying so desperately to fit into both and really not fitting into either. But Really what I'm always looking for, and I've said this so many times, I'm not looking for a job, I'm not looking for a client, but I am looking for a relationship for life. And um, when I was in construction, I thought, by the time I'm done doing these 10 tiles for you, you're going to call me no matter what happens to your house. (laughs) And today with real estate, I don't connect with you by just showing you another beautiful clawfoot tub or a beautiful picture of a kitchen. I want you to know that I love you as a person. I care about your family, where you're going, where you're going to call home because um my nickname as a contractor is Bird and that's kind of carried through all the way. So I'm always helping you find the perfect nest and um I just I, for for me it's just like connecting with you on a deep level so that you and I feel each other and vibe with each other as human beings. And that's the best way to help anybody in business.
0: Well, it's cool because before we were starting the podcast, you mentioned how you even um, hand paint a little birdhouse to give to your customers whenever they, um, I guess on the closing of the deal um, day, um, which is incredibly intentional. I mean, it's it's such a, a great display of intentionality of you weren't just a sale for me, but I value you. It, this feels like something that you can't, you can't quite like flip a switch on it. It kind of feels like it has to be a way of life. And it feels like the more I've talked to successful business owners, the more I see this trend of what you're talking about, this, this sort of sense of, I really value you. There's this individual, you weren't just a number to my PNL. I, you're an important part of this connection we've just made. Um, Has, has that something that's always been in you? Have you, have you grown into that over time? I mean, what does that, what does that journey look like for you?
1: Yeah. So, well, like with me, with everybody else, you know, all the different experiences that we go through in life is kind of what shapes and molds us depending on the, lessons that we learned through it, or if we took the time to learn through those lessons, right? I've gone through bullying. I've gone through being picked on. I think as a kid, it just turned me into a really big people pleaser and also the biggest bully to myself. So I went through many years of keeping stuff to myself and then over time realized that it was once I started sharing Different things about my struggles with others. That's when I actually made all of the really true connections that I was so deeply longing for to begin with. And going through that process, I also realized that everybody else was also going through struggles. And it was in that through those conversations that you really made deep connections. And when you connect with people like that, it just, I, I think that that grows over time, but inherently, that was always within me to value the relationships with others. And in business, what I get from our transaction together uh, is so much more than what I get paid as a commission check to do the to do the uh, work. Right. Mm-hmm, right. You as my client, I'm helping you find a home. But through that process, I have to be with you on a pretty uh, intimate level because I have to know what you value for yourself, your family, your environment, what, what you want out of your life in order to be able to take you to like park right, your right. car there, park your family there. And so I think that's very personal. I don't know that's for everybody, but that's definitely always been that for me.
0: Well, how, how have you, have you learned to, I guess, slow down and recognize, because especially as business is growing and you're, you're, you're managing a multitude of clients and, and not just with the real estate business, but even with like coaching and life coaching uh, and business coaching, excuse me, um, you know, you have a lot of people that you're managing at any given point, and it's not just like direct sales. A lot of times, it's people that you want to eventually sell to, but you're nurturing these relationships. How have you learned to sort of slow down and recognize? Okay, how do I communicate individuality and value to this one particular person? Because I think I think for pe- for people listening, I would assume most of them they get the concept. They're like, yes, I I realize I need to not be like. You know, money grubbing. Just give me the sale. Like, care about the person, but maybe they're not sure. Like, what that looks like. Of how do I? How do I still run my business? How do I still manage all these potential clients, and yet make every person feel like like they were your only client, so to speak? How have you learned to balance that sort of um, time investment, energy, attention, uh, and still run a business?
1: You are saying that and it is literally just filling me up with so much emotion. Uh, I will share with you something deep and, and very personal right now is I lost my son 11 and a half years ago. He was 17 at the time. My son would just be turning 29 at the end of this year. And uh, I think my son, his name is Bevin, was one of the most amazing people, is one of the most amazing people that I've ever met, and. He taught me so many valuable lessons and what you're saying is actually one of them because um, when you're talking about making each and every person feel so valued, uh, I can just say that the, 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 the time of my son's accident, he, I said he was 17, he climbed a high voltage structure and touched a wire by accident and fell 40 feet. Um, what every single person that spoke about my son and I was very connected to all of his people. Him and I are very close, but each and every one of them, I noticed said something very similar to Bevan was my best friend. Bevan hmm. was my best friend. Bevan was my best friend in fifth grade. Bevin was the one person if I could talk to, if there was one person I could count on to have my back, if there was one person I could confide in, it was Bevan, it was Devin. What made me just in awe of that was I have always thought my son was amazing, but to see the impact that he had on everybody, it was instantly obvious that my son made each and every person feel like they were his best friend. And that I thought was so amazing. And I want to completely take credit for that is where he got it from was from me. But it was just so amazing to see that impact on such a a huge level. I mean, there was almost 500 people at his service. So, of course, that would not be happening today. But that is where that comes from is truly deep down, the value that I'm giving to you that I am making you feel that you are so valued to me is because the value of what you're bringing to me just mm-hmm. by being in my presence to be honoring me with uh, your life's goals in whatever capacity they are, whether it was through construction or now through real estate or helping people in their business or in life. Um, I'm just so, I, I'm, I'm, I'm honored.
0: Mm, it's, I'm
1: grateful for having the opportunity to be a part of whatever it is you're trying to achieve
0: yeah it's like it's like the appreciation for someone's not just their wallet but but the trust they're putting in you you yes. know it's like it's like that's something that's kind of it's a bit sacred it's okay you are you've chosen me now how do I do well by you uh, and it feels like people don't always i don't know if it's like if it's morality i don't, I don't know what it is but people don't always fully grasp the and i use the word sacredness like the sacredness of this person has entrusted me with um and i see it all the time not just in a malicious way of like you know haha i got their money but like mm. it's almost like a lack of focus like i have all these customers and 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 in trying to serve all of them i sort of lose sight of really you're talking about the power of human connection making this person connected with me Uh, Which in and of itself is just a great business tactic. It feels like we don't always have the patience for that. The other thing I want to ask you about is from a sales perspective, it feels like today's culture is so interested in the point of sale and not any of the work beforehand or afterhand. So Great example, I had um, a guy who was talking to me about a sale that he was trying to make, and the person told him oh well we 're in a contract for the next eighteen months and I was like, "Well what did you do?" and he was like well i 'm not going to talk to them for eighteen months and i was like well that 's not the answer like you need, to, you need to be building the relationship because people rarely buy you know in that moment they typically buy because they 've met someone they know them they 've built trust with them. It Doesn't feel like we always have the patience we need to do that. What is it, I mean, is it social media? like what, what is it that keeps us from having that patience or that appetite to build relationship?
1: That's a good point. I think that um, it, and of course, it all comes back to mindset, right? My mindset is, my, my mindset, my focus, is on the relationship it's not on the sale. So if Mm. my mindset was on the sale, then I would only be talking to you when you're ready to buy or sell or or invest. But my mindset is on the relationship. Creating the relationship is one part of it. Maintaining the relationship is another part of it. Enriching, deepening that connection is a whole nother level, right? So Uh, What I do is I I do the normal things. I reach out via, you know, send them pieces of value. I try not to send them just real estate related stuff, but I I send them pieces that are homeownership related so that it helps them as a homeowner. Mm -hmm. I keep in touch with them via email. But the other thing that I do is I am consistently calling them, checking in on them. Hey, how are you doing? How is your family? How was that trip? I am sending them personal cards. Happy birthday. Happy anniversary. Happy, glad your leg is healed now that you (laughs) broke your leg and healed it. You know, whatever it is that they're going through in life, I can't tell you how many weddings and birthdays I get invited to. And then I sponsor a part of it. Every so often I stop by with what I call a pop by and I bring them a little tiny gift Mm. that keeps me in the front of their mind as a business person as well. But really, it just keeps me in that loop with them. It gives me the opportunity to stop by and say, hello. Thanksgiving is a time that everybody wants to be grateful, but it's like, you don't need the calendar or the world Mm. to tell you when to be grateful. And during that time, normally I offer a pie of your choice to all of my clients. And every year outside of this year, I invite you over to my home personally, like my clients to my home for a happy hour pie pickup. They come to my home. I bake a cheesecake. I have champagne hors d'oeuvres. They get to come pick up their pie. They get to interact with each other. So I allow my people to network amongst themselves. So it's just all about connection. So if you are in the mindset of, to circle back to your question with my long-winded answer, right, though. but to circle back, if you are only having the thought of making money, you're missing the point because that doesn't tell me that you're passionate about what you're doing and that your love for doing what you're doing is just money which can be made Many ways right mm,
0: yeah well it's it's so, the power of it's the power of intentionality, and I love how many examples you just gave of the ways you are intentional. I was talking to someone who uh, runs a, a uh, insurance company and she was trying to get more sales for her business and she said, "Well what do I do?" and i said well you need to you need to pick up the phone and you need to call your people um, or send them a card in the mail and it have nothing to do with them re-upping. because one of the most common things with insurance is you only hear from your insurance agent when it's time to re-up or they want to package you or something. She was like, well, I don't know if I have time for that. I was like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) she needs to call Pertini.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But but that's, that is the magic of business. And I I think our listeners are probably hearing this being like, wow, this, this stuff is really simple. And, and I think, and I think the encouragement of that is, okay, that's, it is simple. So don't overcomplicate it. It doesn't, it doesn't take complicated, um, a strategy to make someone feel noticed, valuable, cared for, et cetera. Um, I I love your philosophy of business, by the way. I would love to hear more about a little bit of your origin story, if we can. Um, You know, you mentioned the construction business in the bio, or excuse me, in the introduction, I mentioned how, you know, you've kind of been a lifelong entrepreneur. Tell me more about uh, who is Pratiti.
1: Oh, my gosh. That is such a loaded question. <laughs> so I have i have literally done so many different things, though. So originally, I was uh, in the aerospace industry. And after 9-11, of course, that wasn't the best industry. But even before that, I had gone to school for criminal justice and psychology. And uh, just partially three and a half years into it, I I changed out of that. And I like the psychology aspect of it, changed out of the criminal justice. but So fast forward, um, my husband suffered from anxieties and he was struggling with going to his uh, business that he had already, which was a brick and mortar business. He had had some uh, Italian restaurants. And so when I left... I didn't leave on purpose, but when my company closed, I offered to do whatever he wanted to do. I would help him do. And he also knew construction. So I didn't know construction, but I knew business. I said, sure. So I learned how to do roofing, siding, brickwork, block work. (laughs) I can finish concrete myself today. And, uh, 2007, we divorced and I started my own painting business and as a house painter. And then of course, at that point the economy was already kind of hitting us with the market. And then in 2009, I lost my son who is my only child. And when that happened, I, I definitely was derailed and I didn't know what to do. I was still doing the painting business. Um, majority of that time, uh, People are so close to me and they have known me as somebody that they I've been their go-to person. So I've always been in that mentoring and coaching space where people come to me. And now that I was going through something So above and beyond anything that they could even comprehend, uh, they were really struggling with how do we even be there for her? So I had to, of course, not only go through the toughest moments of my life, but then I had to educate those around me on how to be there for me because they were just like, we don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, so All through that, it just evolved over time. I've always been in that real estate space, if you will, just from different aspects of it, rebuilding it, building it, renovating it. And then, of course, 2012 was a down market and they were looking for realtors. So there was a class offered at a just unbelievable price. So I was like, yes, I always wanted to do that. I jumped in and right at that moment, I was offered a position as a loan processor and that w- That's what I did. I I learned that aspect so that once I was 100 percent in the real estate space, I would have so much knowledge of the industry from every aspect to be just a a good um, person for my clients. Yeah,
0: and let me let me interrupt and ask you this. So no long, this is,
1: right? <laughs> no,
0: no, no. This is this is so interesting, though. It's 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 man. I don't. It's it's almost a bit surreal to think about. Seeing like the parts of your journey that have all complemented where you are now, because because I mean, you talking specifically about Keller Williams, you aren't just a realtor; you're like a super realtor because you understand the back end loan processing side of it. You also you you joked about how you could do citing and all these things. You know, it's you also have this insight on. um, I would say. Maybe this is the wrong terminology. The, the real value of a home, and what what the buyer is actually going to have to do to get it up to snuff, uh, or what the seller should be asked to do before they sell it. And so it's interesting hearing your story and how these these um, I don't want to say we're totally unrelated industries. There's obviously obviously connections there, but oh, yes. it's a bit interesting. It's interesting to hear about your your journey and how it's all sort of complemented to what you're doing now. Uh, And even now with the, you know, starting the, the life and business coaching, coaching, you're taking these concepts of building raving fans and nurturing relationships, which are so key to any business. Have you thought at all about how, like, wow, these, these steps have really shaped and formed me being ready now for this next phase?
1: Yeah. And I, I'm a firm believer that all the different steps in our lives eventually, you know, they say life is a journey, but I think that when you are passionate about something and the thing that connects me to all of these different paths was my connection to people and my wanting to create relationships. So through construction, but with real estate, that is the reason I say I, I feel like I've been doing real estate My you know for over 20, 30 years is because I've been in that space for so long just on different aspects. So it's like a complete one-stop shop person because I can help you through the inspections. I can help Mm -hmm. you get your house prepared. And I I like to tell my um, sellers and my buyers that I always want to have that conversation with you, Blake, when you tell me, hey, I think I might be selling my house in three years. Well, let me come over now so I can tell you, do this, don't do this, do this, but do it this way. That'll be more cost effective. That way you have the three years to get that to-do list done and you're not pressed at the last minute because the the one thing that you want as a seller is the same thing that everybody else wants as a seller. You want to sell your home for the most money as quickly as possible. That's That's the goal each and every time. Hmm. So in order to do that, you have to... Be the shiny penny. And in order to do that, it takes time. So I always want to help you through that process. And it wasn't intentional, but then again, I guess it was, right? From construction, that was the unintentional step.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was just being there for my husband. And the intentional step was, hey, I really like this physical work. And I like, I enjoy the process of helping somebody with what they need and then the enjoyment for me because I am a creative I love seeing the finished product so I love seeing something that I've helped create and I love the effect that it had on my client so naturally being in that space when I was divorced I was like what am I going to do right I didn't want to go back to work for somebody else so um you know, I did a ton of painting. I worked closely with my uh, girlfriend who had her own painting business. I'm like, yeah, I want to do that. So I started my own painting business. My clients tell me to this day, even during the pandemic and being shut down, I had clients reaching out <laughs> like, since you're not doing as much real estate, do you want to come over and paint? I'm like, yes, I do.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, a little bit of a different take on the conversation. Because um, like, for example, the person who is selling their home three years from now, and, and again, you have such a, this incredible sense of um, of intentionality married with longevity of i know this person will call me three years from now and so i'm going to oh, start gosh, yes. i'm going to start watering the plant now but i also want to ask you about um, have you experienced any naysayers with how you approach business because i know there's people out there who would they'd hear that story and they'd say well that that might be a waste of time like you need to go find the sale right now uh, you can't be spending time and, and, and you even see this, especially like in the business and the coaching world of, um, uh, let me give you actually a really, a really tangible example. Someone who says something like, uh, yes, I want to buy this. And, and they actually are a good customer. They say, I want to buy this. I can't pay the full price right now. Could I pay part of it and pay the rest later on? And so you might say, yeah, of course you can do that. That's no big deal. Well, there's people out there who would say, no, 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 you never, you never reduce your rate. You never take less, but tell them, you know, if they can't pay you, they, you know, they need to not work with you. And it's a little bit of this uh, lack of appreciation for the long game. Uh, I'm curious, have you gotten any pushback? Have you had any naysayers? Have you had people who've been like, you know, eh, I wouldn't do it that way. And if so, how did you respond to that?
1: Of course, uh, I think that there are a lot of people who can be skeptical on many different things. And of course, business and their approach to business is definitely one of them. So whenever I talk to somebody that doesn't want to do that long term and they think they have to get business right now today, that's a true statement. We do need to get business right now today. Obviously, we have to eat every day and today (sighs) is one of those days, Right. right? right? So I'm not saying that we don't need business today, but here's the difference and here's the key. Every day is a day that somebody could be buying, selling, or investing in real estate or whatever business you're in. So for me, we'll just go with that. And if I if you are one of my people on my database, because I know this guy, Blake, we've been buddies for many years and I'm just going to nurture that relationship. Number one, all I'm doing is continuing to be friends with you, but occasionally bringing you into my world, jumping into yours. The reason for that is because every day is today. Mm. Okay. Three years from now, If I wasn't consistently a part of your life, when that today comes for you, you could just be in the grocery store talking to somebody else
0: Mm -hmm. because
1: nobody remembers what you do for work. I don't care how much you love me. You're not thinking about me 24-7. You're not thinking about what I'm doing all the time. So today is what you're working for all the time that's what i say to them is nurturing it is what brings today to life when that today comes
0: it almost feels like today's market is so and i don't mean the the real estate market in particular i just think mm-hmm. the, the 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 landscape of business it feels like people are so accessible today meaning that you and all of your competitors are easily i mean i feel like before the era of social media um, you know, you might know your one realtor, maybe someone else that you run into through, um, you know, whatever, whatever hobby that you do, church, what, what have you today. It, it's, it, it's, it's so easy to see everyone you're competing with that it's, it's not enough to just be the person doing business. It feels like what you're talking about building that know, like, and trust factor is how you really separate yourself from your competition. You know, I, I know in my area, literally just in my area, not in the state, in my area, there's 3,000 realtors. And so then the question becomes not how are you a genius in reality, but how do you stand out as that human that we connect with uh, that feels like something that you, it's, it's just part of your DNA.
1: Yes, absolutely. It is part of my DNA. And that is where the coaching fits right into all of that, because I want to share that with people. And the reason that you connect with people is through those personal connections, through these personal stories, through doing what you and I are doing right now, just connecting with each other, having a conversation because having one conversation, when you do it the right way, when it's meaningful, when it's impactful, it only leads to another conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's where it comes from. But if you think about this, right? I don't post, we do have social media now, but I don't post another beautiful clawfoot tub or another beautiful picture of a kitchen. I connect with people through me personally on sharing who I am out there, mm-hmm. because in the end, like you said, everybody knows a realtor—somebody's brother-in-law, somebody's cousin, somebody's sister. Somebody. Everybody's. Everybody knows somebody in those spaces, and if you like, let's face it. At the end of the day, anybody with a real estate license can take you to the finish line, right? It's just a matter of who you want to go to the finish line with. And you're usually going to, no matter what type of business you do, when you decide to do that form of business, you're going to do it with somebody that you feel confident in, but that you also feel comfortable with, somebody that you can confide in because it's personal stuff.
0: It's personal yeah, well, stuff. And it's for the listeners, it doesn't, it does not take much. And Pratiti, I don't know if you saw this story, but over Thanksgiving, someone on social media had posted that they got locked out of their home and all their roommates were gone for Thanksgiving. So uh-huh. they called a locksmith, which which you could Google any number of locksmiths in your area. Called this locksmith. The locksmith came on Thanksgiving, but also brought a plate of Thanksgiving dinner for the person. So like think think oh, about God. I mean, and that plate it, it. It, it probably cost nothing. It was probably just oh yeah let's throw some throw some food on a paper plate. There was foil over it. It wasn't it wasn't anything big. But but that simple act is now how you make a buyer for life, and it's and it's not just it, maybe my lock's never I'm never I've never locked out again, but you better believe when a friend of mine gets locked out, I'm right. saying you got to right. call this person. You know, I think even
1: if you never did that, you're gonna be like posting it. Like, exactly. can you believe this? Exactly, happened?
0: exactly. Yeah. yeah, and so I, I think for listeners, anyone who's listening, it's it's we're not just talking about long game, we're talking yeah. about communicating value in a way that people feel impacted it's it's like i'll never forget this person and they don't just want to do business with you but they talk about you i mean that is literally what a raving fan is because Um, what do
1: you want from anybody is to feel loved to feel cared about to feel valued i mean at settlement because i've lost a child and because i know that everybody has something that they've gone through that they you know are passionate about uh, you get an email halfway through my transaction and it asks you a bunch of questions. What's your charity of choice? Because I donate a portion of my commission to a charity of your choice and mine in your name. Mm. I hand paint, like you said, uh, a birdhouse for you with your decor. I am big on essential oils. So I make lotions and sea salts and bath salts and stuff for you as gifts. I also um, take the time to create something very personal just for you. So those are the types of things. And the gifts that I bring, for example, I've lost my son. So on Mother's Day, I hand deliver a flower to every mother in my database. That not only touches them, but it deeply impacts me.
0: Mm, I love that. Pratiti, I I am so uh enthused at our conversation you've just been an incredible guest i'm bummed out that we are actually out of time uh we will have to have you on again at some point uh, to talk more business. I mean, this is just, I think everyone who listens to this episode needs to listen to it again, because if you can internalize this concept of relationship building, it will truly revolutionize your business. Um, Pratiti, I always like to give guests a chance to, because I'm, I'm sure everyone's listening thinking like, oh my gosh, I wish you were in my area. Like I would just, <laughs> you are the person. I, I
1: actually do referrals throughout the nation. So okay. call me.
0: <laughs> well, what, what can people do right now to engage with you, to follow you, just to not lose touch of you. Um, what's the best thing for my listeners to do?
1: I am on all the social media platforms. And of course, lucky for me, I don't have a very common name. It's Pratiti Pathik. And uh, if you look me up on Facebook, I have my personal page and my business page. But also, you can reach me via email, Pratiti at kw.com. My website is Pratiti.kwrealty.com. And like I said, I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, you name it. I'm out there. Love it. Come get me.
0: (laughs) Pratiti, thanks so much for being on the podcast. You've been a great guest. Thank you so much, Blake. Hey, for our listeners, what the heck are you waiting on? You got to click that subscribe button so you keep getting great advice wherever you are. Of course, if you enjoy this episode, which why the heck wouldn't you, be sure you leave us a five-star review. I'm going to put Pratiti's information down in the episode description below so that you can definitely reach out to her and stay engaged with her. This is someone you want to follow and be connected to so you can keep getting your own good advice for how you can grow your relationships in your business. And of course, don't forget, we have a Patreon page for the podcast, patreon.com slash good advice, where you can actually be a sponsor for the show and get your business added in as an advertisement at the start of an episode uh, so that our people can hear about who you are and the great business that you're doing. As always, thank you for the support. We so appreciate it. We'll catch you later. See ya.